0: So the conversation about do I have sex before marriage or do I wait and why should I wait and what is wrong with having sex outside of marriage, especially if I'm not a virgin, why would I even um, not have sex? That's the conversation that we are going to have today on Conversations with Carla. Hey, friends, this is Carla. I want to personally invite you into real conversations about living wholehearted and finding freedom, joy, and true peace. I'm the founder of Bochy's Place, an organization that provides safe homes and rehabilitation for women who've been rescued from human trafficking. My heart is to see you walk in freedom and discover that everything you need is already within you. If you feel alone in what you're going through and you need a counselor mentor, or maybe just a friend, that's exactly what this podcast is for. Welcome to The Conversation. I am here with my friends Steph and Marion, and actually Steph and Marion are part of our Bochies team, and we are sitting around today having candid conversations and I said I want to put this on the podcast because I think that people need to hear this conversation. So, let's start with what happened yesterday. So, let me hold on. Let me let me draw the let me draw the scenario, okay? <laughs> so, we're at the office yesterday. And um, I got. I walked. Out, I stepped out of my office to go get something, and I came back to this conversation about
1: well, you sex. In.
0: And so let's talk talk about how it started.
1: <laughs> you walked in, and I think I was. So wait. Eating let's a say fries. this. Marion
0: has been married for
1: <laughs> twenty years.
0: Twenty years. I've been married for almost thirty years, and so I'm
1: in a relationship. So <laughs> is- I'm hopefully going to be married soon. soon.
0: <laughs> okay. So that what happened, Marianne?
1: Okay, so you walked out of your office and you were coming back in, and I told Steph, "You're not having sex after Valentine's Day." <laughs> and I said, "What? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean?" I can't. Have- I love. Hold <laughs> on, I love.
0: You're not gonna have sex anymore after Valentine's after Day. After <laughs> Valentine's
1: Day. And so, so, and I asked her, like, "What? What are you talking about? Why we had we were talking about laundry?" Yeah, and you said if I had purchased a new lingerie for Valentine's Day. And I said, oh, I wish I could have this sex conversation with you. I wish you and Tommy were already married. Since <laughs> you're not allowed to have sex with Tommy after Valentine's Day. <laughs> because I wanted you to wait until you guys were married. I know, but um, the issue is we've already had sex. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's where the, the problem is. So, I mean... And then Carla, and then Carla walked, walked in, she, like, she walked what? in and was like, "What? Are, what are you guys talking about?" And I, I told her, I was like, "Marion said that I, I can't have sex with Tommy after Valentine's Day."
0: <laughs> I just love. First of all, I gotta say I love Steph's teachable heart. She's like, "Should I?" <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I was "I, mean, like, it was I like, really, like, I really want to know now. Like, it's... can you fill me in on the, the details of this?" So, um, I think that's yeah, where where this topic came up, but um, yeah. I I struggle with that. It's like I grew up a Christian Mm -hmm. and I'm not a virgin. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've had sex and I do want to marry this guy. So, I mean, if we've already had sex, then why and we are going to get married, why Mm -hmm. should I just stop now?
0: Mm -hmm. That's such a good question. I I do not want anyone to feel condemned or, you know, ashamed or anything like that because you know the bible says when you know the truth the truth sets you free and even so like you said to me yesterday I wasn't a virgin when I met him you know that's the thing is that why what's the point in waiting if you're already actively you know sexually active And so I think that's a great topic. And what I want to say about that is that the Bible's very clear. Now, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you believe Jesus Christ is the son of God and he died on the cross so that you could be forgiven of your sins and that you could have eternal life, then you are forgiven and you are covered by the blood, meaning that your sin has been wiped away as clean and clear as snow and you are completely able to start a fresh new life. You're able to draw a line in the sand even as you're listening to my voice and say, I'm gonna start over today. And so that was kind of what we talked about yesterday and like how do I even start this over and why? Well, the Bible's very clear that sex is reserved for marriage. It's not reserved for marriage, it was made for marriage. And so anything, and and, and I always want people to understand that whatever God created the enemy came to, to, um, counterfeit. He comes to duplicate everything that God does. What, but what God put into place was so that we could have life to the abundance so that we could have the extreme part of the joy so that we could have the, the, the the free flowing life that God promised us. Is it perfect? No. Are we going to have trials? Yes. But, When God came and gave us life, it would be exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever think of or imagine. Mm -hmm. Right. But the enemy takes every single thing that God did and he counterfeits it. He, he does it, but he brings it to bring death. Right. Mm -hmm. So if God created sex for marriage and it was only for marriage, then the enemy would take what God created for marriage and he would make it outside of marriage. And since it's outside of marriage, it's going to destroy you. It's going to hurt you. It's going to cost you something because sin means you're missing the mark, the mark laid out for you. Right? So it, it's not about the physical, there's a physicality of it. Yes. That's all good. And it makes you feel, you know, connected and all this. But for women, there's a deeper connection in your soul that happens when you engage in sex, than there is for men men have it's still wrong for men to have sex outside of marriage it's I'm not saying it's right for them it's still sin but whenever you reserve whenever a, a female interacts with a male then she has a because we have a different soul we have a different a different DNA than men we are attached we need to because our number one need is to be loved a man's number one need is to be respected okay so if, if our number one need is to be loved and we're offering our entire body and all of our sacred places in exchange for love, then when they don't give us the love we need, we have just taken that part of our soul is now ripped. This is why women are more uh, more promiscuous today than they ever have been because they are looking for love. They are looking to be accepted and they have purchased the lie that in order to be loved and accepted, you have to give away sex. Mm-hmm. That's what women today, even women in their 50s and 60s who have been married for 30 years and now divorced, they're having sex like rabbits mm-hmm. because they're like, what's the difference? I'm not a virgin. But it doesn't. That, that's not the point. The point is is that you are literally giving away a piece of your soul every single time. So there's an old analogy that was has been used for years where you take a rose, okay? And and every time you have sex, you take off one of those rose petals and you drop a rose petal and you drop a rose petal. And then whatever is left by the time you get married is what you're handing your husband. So is it just the nub of the stem or is it just a few petals left? Or is it the full blooming rose? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, think about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. So every single time that you do that, and here's the thing I teach on in my feminine class that as, as women, God handed us, and, and I'm going to have to, when we get the academy up, you can go watch this course. It's phenomenal at how we break down the original intention that God had and how he created our physical bodies as women. Okay. But part of it is our, our vagina. It's where, it's where sex happens. Well, there's such a sacredness about that place in your body that God in gave, which has been erased from our conversations to women as we're ministering to women is that he gave us because of the belief and the way that he built the strength within us and the power within us, he gave us the responsibility of protecting that sacred, of being guardians over the sacred. And this without us, if we don't give a space for men to come and enter into that space, no one's having sex no one is violating the sanctification and sacredness of marriage we have we are the gatekeepers we hold the key to the gate of whether you enter or not and my husband calls it the promised land (laughs) he was like simon yeah he's like that's the promised land and so (laughs) i i say Are you protecting the promised land or are you opening it up for everyone to enter? And here's the thing that when you engage in with sex with someone that you know, or don't know, you are inheriting every soul tie. Now let me explain that when you am, let's just, I want you guys, since we're on a podcast, you can't really see a drawing, but I want you to take you as a circle, right? And then let's say you've had five sex partners. So I want you to draw five stems off of that one circle. And then that one sex partner named John has had 10 sex partners. Well, John himself was abused as a child, but you didn't know that. Well, as soon as you engage in sex with him, you inherit the soul, the, 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 um, the Nick, if you will, or the bruise on his soul from being abused as a child, you inherit that when you engage in with, cause it's a soul tie. Let's say John had sex with 10 women. And of those 10 women, two of them, or three of them were molested as children and two of them were physically beaten as children. And another one's mother was never there or dad. So there's all this, all of the soul hits that happen to us through life naturally. Now you've not only inherited John's soul tie, you've now inherited all of those girls' soul ties because that's how it flows. That's why God said sex is for the person that you marry. I created marriage as a holy union it's the greatest institution God ever created Mm -hmm. and he created it for the purpose of having a home a community a family multiplying you know uh, contributing to life that's why he created marriage it's a a holy sacredness but when you come into it now if people are listening to this right now and going oh my gosh I've had sex with 20 guys or 20 women and how many soul ties do I have there (coughs) and what am I going to do now Well, guess what? It's not too late. And that's the end of part one of our two-part conversation on this subject. I hope that you are enjoying this time with us. Make sure and go on to part two to hear our steps on how to make some changes in your life. For information on events and resources, please make sure to go to KarlaShellis.com. And always, if you or anyone you know is in an abusive situation, go to KarlaShellis.com help. Remember, always remember, that you already have everything that you need within you.